0: Hey, what's going on good people? It is Coach Donald here with Training Well Done. Welcome to the show. Today we got something cool we're going to do today. You're going to get to see my uh, amazingly beautiful feet uh, if you're on the video. But today we're going to talk about foot strike. And I want to start this off by telling you all that this weekend I did something I have never done before and that I wasn't sure when I would ever do. I ran a half marathon this weekend. We went up to uh, Westmoreland Heritage Trail. We started in Trafford. We, as in a uh, number of our members here at GHP, at Global Human Performance, we went and we met up. We do these Saturday runs. Uh, a few of our runners, they already do this, and I you know, hop in on their runs. And so, we're out running, and we hit mile five, and I was, like, terribly sore from lifting the other day. I was like, you know what? Me and uh, Marcel were at, like, more mile four or five. I'm like, I think I could go for, like, a six and a half down and back. You want to come with me? And we were planning to do, like, I think 10 or 12. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so, bada boom, bada bang. You know, it was actually not that bad. It was actually pretty enjoyable. I would say be the storyteller or have someone that likes to tell stories. So me and Marcel bounced back plenty of stories, and he did. He had more stories than I did. And before you know it, it just was over until the last couple of miles. Then it got a little ugly for you boy. It got a little ugly. So I haven't been putting as many miles on in the last, say, four to six weeks as I would have been earlier in the summer. Uh, things have picked up at the gym with bringing on uh, a new coach and redoing some workflow things. So um, my, my mileage hasn't been great because my times to run are just not my best times of the day. Now, no you know, whatever. It is what it is. So back about two months ago... I did a 12-mile run, and that would have been the perfect day to just do 13. But ended up doing it this time, Um, and let me tell you, by about mile 10, things just didn't work as well as they could. So one thing that we're going to talk about in this podcast and that I talk about often is having a good bouncy stride as you run. And that comes from hitting on the sweet spot of the foot, which we'll get into and you know, getting good arm motion, nice, relaxed breathing. Well, by about mile 10, it was a lot harder to stay on that sweet spot and get that bounce. And by about mile 11, things just didn't feel good anymore. Now, I was sore from doing a Wednesday night lift and a Thursday night lift, I mean, Thursday morning lift, uh, taking the new coach through some exercises and using it as an opportunity to get to add quite a bit of a workout. And so, my groin was sore, my quads were sore, my, uh, one of my hamstrings was particularly more sore. And so, we're running and I'm like, you know, this the running gets out the soreness from lifts. But as I got to mile 11, all the soreness became like points of immobility. And I'm going down the last mile and a half like, oh my God, I just want to stop and walk. and. One thing that I like to tell my young athletes, and this is for you too, there comes a point when you're doing something where you got to turn that switch and you got to go into dog mode and you got to really lock in and just say, I will not be defeated. I will not lose. And so with about half a mile to go. That switch went off and I went from this flat footed plotting embarrassment of a run to like... A respectable sprint at for for a mile, you know, 12.5, and and just like wired Terminator style to the finish and let out this huge yell, probably disturbed some people around. And so that uh, that was my weekend. I got to get my first half marathon in uh, unofficial. We did it in just under two hours. I'm sure a little better fitness, a little better fueled, and um, less sore. I could have done a little faster, but I am still pleased with that performance. So, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show, shall we? The optimal foot strike. Now, what is the optimal foot strike? You heard me talk about being able to bounce on the sweet spot of that foot. Well, what is that? Now... Good for all you people. I have my handy dandy foot here. And so, for those on the video, you can see right here, I have some arrows on my feet. Now, the optimal foot stride is about a mid to forefoot stride on the transverse, transverse arch of your foot. Or you might call it the ball of your foot. But it's the part of your foot that is, you can feel the arch there under your toes. And it's that padding of the foot. When you look at the top of your foot, let's say if you have shoes on, think about where the bottom of your shoelaces would be, and you want to be able to strike the impact on that part of your foot. It's not to say that your heels or the back of your foot would never touch the ground, but you want the strike point to be that sweet spot right there. Now, why? Well, Let's start with heel striking and flat-footed striking and why they're not good ideas. And they're not good ideas because of injuries. And so we don't want to have huge shin splints and all these other ailments that come along with flat-footed foot striking and heel striking. So those that is where you want to be. You want to be right on the transverse arch, right on the ball of that foot, be in the that part sets your running up for everything else to be better. Now, let's talk about those three big benefits of being able to get your foot on there. We already started talking about one of them, and that is a decreased injury risk. Heel striking and flat-footedness is a great way to light your shins up. Uh, It's a great way to start to create stress fractures over time, Uh, with some high school runners from my high school track team that I've coached for, that was something that it took a while to try to coach out of. And earlier in my coaching career, when I was not eyeing that as well as I do now, that was actually a struggle I had one of my hurdlers with who would have these huge flat-footed collapses and when she came off of the hurdle as well as when she was running which mixed with, you know, cheerleading and dance, you know, they have like a million activities going on, led to a lot of impact and and built up to a stress fracture. Now, it wasn't simply because of a running, but that played a role. And so you want to make sure that you're not striking your heel on the ground unless you were like literally trying to slow down. And so when you think about like in a football game, when you're trying to make a cut, You want want to be able to get that foot in there. If you're skating, think about how the brakes are on the heels. The heels are for braking, so they're not for running fast or running in general. Now, also with that injury risk, there is a certain level of shock that can come up through the body. And you being able to get on that sweet spot allows your body to actually absorb the shock of landing. So I liken this to taking a basketball versus a frying pan. When you drop a basketball on the ground, it bounces back up. That's how running on the sweet spot is. You actually are able to absorb the shock and recoil and spring yourself back in the ground. When you step flat-footed or with your heels, you are basically running like you're dropping a frying pan on the ground. And what happens when you drop a frying pan on the ground? First of all, it doesn't bounce. It actually just hits the ground and stays there. And it'll probably break if you drop it from high enough. That's what happens to your body. So you repeatedly run on your heel. You run flat-footed. And your your bones in your lower leg, especially your knees, from just uh, the femur and the tibia meeting, your meniscus, the ligaments, going all the way up through your hip, and even through your back, you're getting these shock waves that are not well absorbed by the body, shocking from your bottom of your feet all the way up your spine. And so those things lead to injuries if you do it often enough, and you're going to get that one wrong step, and oh, my shin, Oh, my meniscus. Oh, my quad feels a type of way. My hamstring feels a type of way. My back. I have a good friend of mine who we talk about being able to get on this right foot of his, uh, the right spot of his foot, and you know being able to get off of being flat-footed, and because it causes a lot of pain in his back when he's running, so he doesn't like running. And so being able to get on that sweet spot decreases some injury risk. Now, number two, this is a positive you get more use out of your Achilles tendon. Your Achilles tendon is that right there, all right? It's that tendon, that really tight, thick cord at the bottom of your calf muscles, okay? And what that allows you to do, being able to be on the ball of that foot, gives you more elastic power and elastic use. So your Achilles is based like a rubber band. And when your foot hits the ground on that sweet spot, You get a big stretch on that Achilles tendon, and then it, boom, snaps and pops. Uh, Not in a bad way. Not like pop like injury, but you get that rubber band-like recoil, and that gives you added assistance while you run. Now, that added assistance displays itself as more force per step, and so you're able to get more out of your body per step, but you're not using your muscle to do it. So you're able to get extra force without trying any harder to run. That sounds like a good deal to me. Now, when you watch sprinters run at a high level, even just decent sprinters, you're going to see how they land on the ball of that foot. And, you know, some endurance runners will say, well, that's how people sprint, but that's not how we run distance. If you look at any elite or even just above average, like somebody who's like college level, professional level runner, they're landing on that sweet spot every step. You don't run a one-hour, 59-minute marathon flat-footed, all right? So you, no matter what distance you run at, that's where you want to be. And one thing is that gives you this bouncy run, and it sets you up for a type of gracefulness when you run that is very... Aesthetically pleasing to the eye. I have never, and leave a comment below, you tell me if you've ever seen a flat-footed or heel striking runner that looked graceful when they did it. Okay? So, we want to be able to get that elastic use of that Achilles to give you more force. And think about how many steps it takes you. You know, if you're running 100 meters, those 50-some steps that it takes you to get from the start line to the finish line, well, all that power you're putting out, imagine having that little bit more if you're able to get that spring from that Achilles. If you're running you know, a 10K race, imagine how many steps you're covering in a 6.2 miles and how much just a little bit more force that you don't have to work for can make your time better. When we talk about running economy and efficiency, this is a part of that. Number three, and this is another positive for you, this is the best spot on your foot to get force from your muscles. So your primary muscles that are working when you run are your glutes and your quads. When you're flat-footed and you're striking on your heels, you don't get maximum use of those. Let's look at sprinting for a second. When you're running a 100, 200, you are trying to put as much force into the ground as you can to get from point A to point B as fast as you can. You cannot put that much force in the ground through your heels. Even when you think about, um, you know, when you do your plyometrics, when you do even deadlifting to a good extent, You, while you want your foot flat when you deadlift, you actually need that force to be able to come through the ball of that foot. Now, your heels are down, but the point of it is you're pushing through that sweet spot to get the weight up off the ground. So that rule still applies even in the weight room. Now, being able to get on that spot while you're running allows you to get the most use of those quads and of those glutes, which the point of impact is actually where your strength matters. So while your leg's in the air, it doesn't matter, and you don't actually get a whole lot of power at push-off, all right? You might get a little calf action there, but all of the strength that you have, why it matters when you run, is actually about when your foot hits the ground. The stronger you are when your foot hits the ground, then the more you're going to be able to displace your body, Whereas when you're flat-footed, you don't have as much strength to hit the ground, so you don't get to cover as much ground, and you are actually decelerating more. So every time your foot hits the ground, it's it's a bit of a deceleration, but your strength and your your angles determine how much more forward power you get that's going to uh, offset the little bit of deceleration that you get from just touching the ground. All right? When you're flat-footed or you're heel striking, there's a lot more force that's decelerating you, and you're also not applying as much force to propel yourself. So being on that sweet spot, boom, right there on that padded part of the foot, think about where the bottom of those shoelaces are, gives you the best opportunity to put force in the ground to spring yourself out. Whether you're running a 60-meter dash and you're trying to you know, go 60 meters in 6.9 seconds, Or you are trying to cover a 10K in 35 minutes. Being able to get on that foot is going to give you the most out of your strength. So I hope that helped you out there. Hopefully you got some good notes down. You looked at your feet. If you're watching the video, you drew some arrows on your feet like I did. Now, I want you to remember, again, it's going to decrease the risk of injury. It's going to increase your elastic Uh, use of your Achilles to improve your uh, running efficiency, and it's going to help give you the most use of your strength for when you're running, because that strength matters when your foot hits the ground. So, please, like this video, like this podcast, subscribe to our show, Training Well Done, where we describe for you the best ways to get the most out of your training and have a really well done means of training so that you understand what's happening, why it's happening, and you know what you should do about it, okay? So, also, make sure you share this with a teammate, share this with a running friend, share this with a coach, and leave a comment. Leave a comment about where you uh, strike your foot at, what you think about when you're doing it if you were you a heel striker and you're making that transition or you steal a heel striker and you like want to like i don't know attack me or something uh, leave a question leave a comment like subscribe and share also check out the website www.ghperformance.com Check out our website, check out our online coaching. We are taking members for our online uh, remote running coaching program where we are, I'm working with runners who live anywhere, athletes who need to run and helping them put together training programs, whether it's by video, uh, straight up with our our in-house apps that we use to be able to get you from here to there. So check it out on our website, links are below. Stay tuned for the next episode, and I will talk to you cool people soon. Peace out.